this is Brian and Marine again with Good Dog Workshop. We're your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll, we'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We appreciate it on this uh, very nice March day here in Virginia. Good to see you, Marina. Good to see you, Brian. Um, we've been talking about this topic for, quite frankly, a couple months, and, and I haven't been sure how to how to approach it. And Marina and I have just been talking about this for for several minutes now. Um, so, so this is this the purpose of this podcast is twofold: is is number one to talk about uh, to talk about loss of a of a dog, and also in the the search to uh, replace is always kind of a tricky word to use, but but you know, add to your pack. Okay, to to add to your pack. Mm-hmm. Um, For us, our pack is also our work. So we have to have dogs. We have to have pack members. And um, also, we just enjoy it. I think everybody goes through this process differently. Some people give themselves a lot of time when they lose a dog. Um, You and I try to find our next dog and let the other, let the former dog choose that dog with us. Right. That's what's been so hard for you about this process. Yeah, I think because that, that's what I've done before. So, so to get to get straight to the point, um, we lost Vivian last week. Um, she had had she had been diagnosed with lymphoma, what over a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. And so we we knew we knew this was coming, and um, you know she was uh, she was doing okay right up until the last four hours, and then she she really went went downhill. Um, but it was it was you know fairly fairly quick at that point. Um, she lived four she, years longer than we thought she was going to. Yeah, and I don't know if we ever talked about this in the podcast, but when I went to the the Falkir SPCA, best rescue in the in the uh, country, um, to take a look at dogs, and and the director Devin said, "Hey, I've got this old girl. Um, she came in. You know, we had to get a tumor out of her. She was dumped off. Uh, don't know how long she's going to live because it was cancerous." Um, would you be willing to kind of give her hospice care? I said, yeah, it was sure. Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, that's right. No one was going to be at the shelter and they were worried that she, she wouldn't was, make it. Yeah. And, and she was skinny and, and sad looking. I said, yeah, no problem. And that was nearly four and a half years ago. And she was, we think she was old then. Yep. Um, and so, so she, I, hard to tell because Vivian was so stoic mm-hmm. and didn't, didn't have a whole lot of personality. Didn't show a whole lot of personality. Let's put it that way. Um, but, uh, but we, we enjoyed her time and she was the first one out of the truck with, with clients and their, and their dogs almost every single time because her calm energy and her attitude of, I'm going to be here sniffing you other dogs can join me or not was, was just so helpful for so many clients. And right. I know, and, and so that's, that's one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast is to, is to thank you, our, our clients and our listeners for for your support and also for I, I think quite frankly all the love that you felt for Vivian right. because she was you know just such a, a sweet little girl and um, it's just it's been it's been about a week now um, and so I'm looking looking for uh, for a new kind of version of, of Vivian a nice calm dog doesn't have to be a beagle doesn't have to be a female doesn't have to be old but I want a dog that is so calm and so nonchalant that you know any dog is not going to be fed energy by the first dog that right. I, I get out of the truck. And I mean, any dog meaning, meaning clients dogs. Um, 
So I've been going to uh, going to a couple of shelters, looking for for Vivians, contacting a couple of rescues. That's a whole another podcast there. Um, but before that, and this has been a longer time processing this one. Uh, back in November, I, I lost Red, my cattle dog. Um, he had had a nasal tumor that yeah. was aggressive, and there really wasn't anything we could do about it without putting him through daily. So, not chemotherapy, but but radiation. Yeah, radiation treatments. Um, and I wasn't willing to do that with with him in order to just give him a a little extra time. So we we said goodbye yeah. to him in in November. And that's anybody who knows you knows Red. <laughs> okay. I mean he he's the face on your business cards and Eight people people spotted Red sooner than they spotted me. He was more he was more popular. And more, and more famous than I, which is fine because he certainly, you know, had more personality than I ever will. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I miss, I miss that fat little dog. I mean, he was just, uh, just the life of the party all the time. Yeah. He was um, always smiling. Yeah. Had yeah. A great yeah. look in his eyes. And that's, and that's the reason why I'm pretty sure I want another cattle dog, maybe a Corgi if he's badass enough. <laughs> um, but I want, I want a dog that's got that, that grin all the time because right. I really, I really grew to not only uh, enjoy that, but I, I like look forward to it every day. Yeah. You know, that, that, that just ridiculous grin from him, you know, saying we're going to have a great day. Right. Right. Um, we might not do much, yeah, which we, I'd prefer. Yeah, whether, yeah, whether we're doing it's something gonna or not. It's going to be awesome. That's right. We're going to have a good, good time together. And, and we did. Red was with me six years, got him in July of 2015, I think from Fairfax County Animal Shelter. Hadn't been back there in a while. Um, and, and, and so this, this is leading into, into the search for the dog. And Marina, you and I have talked about this a number of times briefly. Um, the, I got read, I saw his picture online and it was one of those pictures and, and, you know, maybe, maybe some of you feel this as well, but it was one of those pictures I saw in his eyes. I said, that dog needs me. Yeah. And I called and I went him got went and got him that same day. I just wanted to foster him to get him out of there. But when I met him and I had my old shepherd with me, uh, my old shepherd Morgan with me, Morgan gave me the approval right away. And Red looked at me like, oh, yeah, this is this is my pack. We will be awesome together. And it was it was a done deal from the beginning. Right. And so I'm looking for that. Again. Is that rare for you? That's not because that's not even your story about Morgan. This, you know, really happened. I never met Morgan, but you talk about him like he was ancient and wise and just... He was, he was super wise. Uh, but you were not certain about keeping him right away. You fostered him. So I is did, Red special in that you felt that lightning strike? Um, I wouldn't say for me he's special. I would say it was very different from how I got, how I got Morgan um, and certainly how I got my first German Shepherd, Annie. But um, for, for me... I know what it is, and so it's easy to spot uh-huh. or know when it's not there. Right, and so this goes this goes back to um, uh, the uh, that cattle dog Azur, Azur or whatever the blank his name is. Ridiculous. Name. I call him Blue. Blue, yeah, the <laughs> cattle dog at the at the Falkir shelter, and a, a neat little guy. And he's, he's a great tool too. He's fantastic. They, they've because, been using him for dog testing. Yeah, his his instincts to to correct and not go over the top are just phenomenal, but, um, he will not let me take the wheel and maybe someone more, more dominant or more experienced or just someone, not me could, 
could get through to him and really have a great training dog with him. Or uh, honestly, he could be a great cattle dog. Yeah, like he, literally herding. Yeah, this 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 dog should really be on a farm because he would he would be fantastic at it. But either way, he I just didn't from the get go. I didn't feel that connection. I've been down to see him four different times. <laughs> Uh, okay that's a we'll get into that later do you want want to get into it now i i i will just briefly say that we we uh unashamedly watched the bachelorette and the bachelor unashamedly i don't know proud to admit it because (laughs) it is great for practicing reading people yeah that's his reason (sighs) (laughs) And, and the joke is when they say journey or connection or some of those other phrases. This is the final rose. You drink. Yeah, you take a but drink. But even just in theory, you just say drink, Yeah. right? So Marina made the motion of taking a drink when I said And when action. we were talking about doing this podcast, I was like, don't say journey. Don't say journey. Anyway. Yeah, yeah it, it, as much as I have enjoyed watching The Bachelor, not the not the, the process of it or the ridiculousness of the show and all that stuff, I enjoy what you can gain from watching people. Be ridiculous. Yes, be, being ridiculous or, or being real or, or, or whatever. Um, they basically have ruined the word journey for the rest of us. <laughs> because they've used it season after season. And it's always, I appreciate you you ladies coming along with me on this journey. And uh, it's just, anyway, so that's the that's the joke there. Um, Sorry, I couldn't help it. No, that, that's fine. But this, but this process, we won't use journey. We will say process. This process of finding... Um, my next two assistants, because I'm down to down to Ariel, and then I've got Bagel the puppy, and we'll Bagel Foster. We will give a a pup date on Bagel in a in a upcoming podcast. Um, Bagel is not going to stay with me because she's not a uh, she's not an assistant for me. That she's not not that type of dog for me. Um, so I need to find. But that's kind of what makes her great for literally anybody anyone. else. Yes, that's true. Yeah, she can she can go go anywhere and and uh, and and be whatever for for anyone just not a working dog for me so i need to find that that top end that was red you know the the dominant the energetic one the go-getter um you know who i had tremendous control over and then the easygoing old lady type vivian who would just do her own thing and no one really had to think about her ever or, or worry about her um so that's the that's the search i'm i'm in right now and have been for a while and um, you know, I didn't, I didn't start instantly. It's been in the back of my mind after, after Red passed away. Um, and I felt like it happened sooner than we knew what to expect. I, I, yes, it, it seems silly saying that, but I think it was one of those where I was so caught up in, you know, getting, getting the diagnoses and, and figuring out what was going on and then dealing trying with trying to this. stay calm yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, cause he didn't need to feel that. No, 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 he, he certainly didn't. Um, and without, without getting into, into, you know, too many details, but, you know, seeing how he's doing and okay, what did he cough up this time? Was it really bloody? Was it not so bloody? Was it bright red? You know, all this, all this stuff and just kind of being concerned about him for so long. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt my time with him to say, okay, this is what I did last time with, with him and Morgan is I need to start looking for his his replacement and again i i say that i say that word with all respect to to my dogs and and all of our dogs out there um because i i just didn't want to interrupt that time and so no i agree 
So yeah, I, I don't I don't have Red to assist me in finding a new dog. And after you know relying on him for for so many years, it's different. It's kind of tough. And and going into appointments sometime, I'm like, wow, I I've got this tool belt when most of the slots are empty, and that's strange. So. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the, the other side of that is trying to find a, a Vivian type dog. And you would think that that would be easy. And I yeah, but everyone thinks that when you say Vivian, you mean Beagle. Yes, they always think, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we have old Beagles. Okay, no, that's, that's not what it is. Vivian, um, you used to say Vivian was furniture. She was basically <laughs> furniture. If a dog was going to go after Vivian, then, you know, we had a lot more work to do with, with that, that dog. dog yeah. Um, because she was furniture. Yeah, because there, there was no energy most, coming. Most other beagles aren't like that. Yes, that's true. They, there was just no energy coming from this dog. You couldn't, she couldn't um, give offense. And so, if it, like you said, if a dog went after her, you know, for some reason or got excited over her, mounted, we still had work to do. But if a dog was fine with her, then we could move on to, to Ariel or Sailor, you know, Sasha on up the ladder to, to Red or, or Sailor, depending on the, on the dog. Um, but yeah, it's... It seems odd mm -hmm. that finding an old, slow-moving, low-energy dog is difficult. Well, um, I mean, we've had a couple come through here. Danny was one of them, but he was a Border Collie. So you asked me, are you going to use him as like your Vivian? Right. He was an obese Border Collie. Yeah. He could barely walk. So he wasn't as portable. It's difficult to bring him around places well and also when he was really obese when you first rescued him from that genius he was pretty slow moving he was yeah and i was actually concerned for his health just getting up and moving around and you know if he got bumped by a dog that mm -hmm. that could create problem plus he was how old was he when you first got him 13 13 so yeah he I, had muscle atrophy and all kinds of stuff so but, he his temperament was perfect yeah, temperament for the was tool great. yeah but you know you used to carry vivian a lot up to so up to dogs, another yeah. dog or and that, and that was not going to happen with Danny. Yeah. And that, and that certainly wasn't something I planned for, but now, now that I can look back and say, I did that a lot. I, I would like to get a small dog for that reason. Cause that makes it so much easier when you can carry, you know, this, this low energy, almost no energy temperament up to a dog mm. and, and see what they think and be able to protect it just by having it in, right. in your, um, in your arms. Some clients also think that their dog responds differently to a small dog versus a large one. So it's handy to have. Yes. And yeah. And that's, and that's the other reason is I like to have a big dog and a small dog and then whatever, whatever in between. Um, and, um, I forget where I was going with, with that. Well, and anyway, trying, trying to find, Trying to find a Vivian-like dog is more difficult than than you would think, and the and the, you know, the other reason um, that does make it challenging, I think, is I need a dog that is sturdy. Yeah. That it because it's small. If it does get knocked over, if it does get a tooth grazed against it, I don't think I could have a Chihuahua or a Whippet or something. Or Maltese that, or any of those things. Yeah, that that um, you know goes to pieces when the wind blows, and I I, I say that in in tongue in cheek there in jest. Um, but but yeah, I want to want a sturdier dog. So I've kind of been thinking, you know, a pug. Uh, a cat. I know you want a pug. Yeah, I do want a pug. I know you want to name it Corn. I do. Yes, it's only if he has some teeth. <laughs> if he has all his teeth, he he has to have a more reasonable name. <laughs> Uh, or maybe, or maybe oh, I'll get a, I'll get a, 
uh, a non-pug and name him Pug. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna let's get you a Frenchie. Ugh, I no, know. I, could, I don't think I could. It would have. To, it would have to be the calmest Frenchie. The ever. calmest ever Frenchie. Yeah, and and you know so. So that's the that's, search continues. Yeah, the search continues for uh, for that. Uh, now I just got a text twenty minutes ago from my friend Devin at the Falker SPCA saying that we can go look at this cattle dog who was brought in as a stray. We've looked at a few there, and but this but this guy he is nifty. He he is nifty. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be dominant enough. I think I could train that in a dog, but. Train dominance? I think I could train him to do what I need him to do. I think that I think I encouraged Sailor down that path. Yeah. Yeah. Um if you know, if he's if he's got some of that some of that drive in, in him, but I feel much more of a connection with this dog and, and certainly mm. certainly looking at his eyes, I'm like, okay, that makes that makes more sense. Yeah, Marina's making the, the drinking hand signal again because <laughs> I said connection. Connection. Uh yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, you know one of my favorite groups from the eighties? Journey. <laughs> Knock it back. Yeah, every, every, everyone take a drink on that one. Never turn off Journey. But anyway. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is that is the rule. Good dog rule number 76. Yeah, okay. I was thinking <laughs> it was further down the line. Sure. Yeah, never never turn off a Journey. Song. Never turn off Journey. Um, Sorry. So, no, we so, have to do that. So we're, so we're, <laughs> going, we're going to look at this cattle dog today. Um, I think he's pretty young. Um, he's sweet. A yeah, lot of he's, these... re- he's really sweet. I think he's probably going to have a really soft temperament. I'm noticing a lot of the blues have a softer temperament or more submissive. Yes, and I've and, heard that from clients and before. And let, let's put that out to our to our listeners here. Now, what if, do you guys if, think? If any of you have experience with a cattle dog, what are your what are your thoughts on the differences? Are there differences that you've noticed between the blues and the reds? Because Marie and I are thinking the red cattle dogs might have a sharp sharper temperament than the than the blues. Yeah. Just just like with German shepherds, if you get a uh, <clears throat> A sable, they've got so much drive. Right. Uh, the, or a black German Shepherd. Yeah, I, I think the same, to me, the sables are more intelligent. Yes. Um, the, yeah, the black German Shepherds have more drive. The white German Shepherds have a lot of energy, less direction, tend to be a little little crazy. But a black and tan, like Sasha, my last dog, Tito, was a lot like Sasha. Yeah. Looked just like her with, with a little bit of the red, the black. The black saddle. Yeah, I, I would I would say that the black and red, especially the the saddle ones, to me seem to have the most stable temperament. Um, Someone told me that you know the the German shepherds that look like that come from this sort of therapy line. Oh, of German shepherds, like they were built for a different job. Okay, I had not heard or anything like that. I'm yeah, sure I, we we could ask around to a few breeders yeah, and could. hear things like that, but. Could very well be. So, so for cattle dogs. Yeah, for, for our listeners and, and, our, and our clients who are, are listening as well, please, if you've had experience with, with different cattle dogs, let us know your thoughts on this because this is something that you probably could read something on, but mm-hmm. I think you have to experience. And I don't know if I've come across a red cattle dog at the SPCA. Something just occurred to me. If okay. you don't feel like uh, little nifty is your dog mm-hmm. at SPCA. Um, we've seen a couple of those blue cattle dogs from the breeder in this yeah, some, county. Yeah, some breeder who's around here that Catharpin we don't know Creek. Of. Oh, okay. They make nice dogs. 
Sometimes uh, a way to rescue dogs is to look for a retired stud or female. Or a dog who is who is imperfect physically and can't be a show dog. They sell The breeders sell them as companion dogs. I think these guys specifically breed. I don't think they breed for show. I think they breed for for herding cattle. Okay. Um, but that's another place we could be looking because you were expressing today that some rescues are giving you difficulty. And when I was looking for a herding dog... I met the same thing. Every single cattle dog I looked at, nope, can't be with other dogs. Doesn't matter if you're a dog trainer. Yeah. I, again, that's another podcast because I'm going through this process. I contacted a uh, um, a rescue two two nights ago about uh, about fostering, uh, or not fostering, but but um, adopting um, some old dogs. And you'd think that would be easy. And the email I got in response kind of thinks makes me think that. No, they don't want to give me a dog. Anyway, topic for another time. So we're hoping to go down to the SPCA after we finish this podcast and see what this uh, this little guy Nifty is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very least, if he is not like like Bagel here and could be anyone's dog, I would definitely consider fostering him and seeing how he is with me and seeing figuring out who he is and right. then being able to to help um, the ladies at the SPCA find him the, the perfect home. Because um, I, yeah, I do miss having a cattle dog. That, that yeah. cattle dog energy, that just cracks me up. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so that's, that's the process that, uh, that I've been going through for, for a bit now. Um, and you had, you had asked me something the other, the other day. And this is normally, from anyone else, this would be a very, I, very I, personal and very impertinent question. But because you asked it, I didn't mind, but you asked me if I was looking for, how did you word it? Looking for, uh, I'm drawing a blank on it now. Like you wouldn't accept anything other than a carbon copy of red. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, am I, am I seek, seeking that second strike of lightning or, or, or sure, are, sure. are my standards too high or something? And I, and I appreciate the, the question, um, but again, I know I know what I'm looking for, and I know I know it's out there. Not like I believe it's out there, that too. But it's it's out there, you know. Mm, yeah. see, see enough see enough dogs work with enough dogs like we have, and and we know we know this kind of thing exists. And you know, t- to be fair, when I met you, you had red. Um, I haven't seen you through the progression of your pack, nor have I progressed very far through mine. Right. So I was. I am always hesitant to question your decisions anyway, because I am the youthful whippersnapper that knows nothing. Yes, you are very whippersnapper. But you, you <laughs> but know- I care about you. And, you know, we've looked at quite a few cattle dogs, but I understand not just any cattle dog it, it is your dog. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I mean, maybe that, that, maybe that's not how everyone should be, but that certainly is for me. And like, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, we're not just looking for our next companion we need assistance yeah so we need an all-purpose dog that can can do whatever we we need in that moment and yeah. and, and you know put this hat on and put that hat on not literally we don't dress our dogs up <laughs> um, but, but to, to be able to switch gears there was a time you asked me if i would ever get another chesapeake and i was like if it's like sailor right so there's me being a hypocrite yeah well no, i've not- never met a chesapeake like sailor I haven't met too many, but the two that I've met have been quite a bit different than him. Yeah. So yeah, I would I would say it's kind of kind of one one of a kind. Now, if I were to say switch to looking at corgis, I think many corgis 
could suit my needs. Right. I just don't know if they're dominant enough and forward enough because I've met so many corgis that have that smile, that same look in their eyes, yeah. that strong desire to please, good, um, uh, good instincts, good drive, but they're too sweet and too soft. And I don't want... Well, I feel like that's what we keep running into with these blue cattle dogs, too. I, I, I guess that's true for the most part. I keep seeing when we walk up to the, to the door, their ears go back, their tail goes down, they get all wiggly, they roll over, which is lo lovely to see. Right. And, and again, but great does it, for most people. Great for most people. Doesn't indicate that it's going to be that dog test dog. Right. Like the girls at the SPCA call it the red test. And oh, do they? Yeah, they do. Oh. And um, I've been going there with Sailor, but he's still not red because he doesn't enjoy it like Red did. <laughs> yeah. Red is like, you need me to do what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on it. Yeah. Sailor's like, okay. Then can we play ball? I'm like, yes, then can we, we right. can play ball. Fine. Yeah. Who needs to be bitten? Give them to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get in line here. Let's get this over with. I've got stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's and that's what what drives me crazy about this this dog Azure, the the bigger one that I don't. He does with, enjoy doing the job. He does enjoy doing it, and he is not serious about it. I, I mean, he doesn't take it too seriously. He doesn't go too far. Just couldn't get him to listen. That that time where where Jake and I were working with him and some husky thing or something or other he was awesome was at correcting husky. this dog and trying to get this dog to settle down but we couldn't we couldn't catch him we couldn't direct him we couldn't we couldn't switch him off and and on he was just doing his thing he was great at it but every time i see Izzer, i see a different dog yes and and that's that's the it's, other part that bothers me yeah you told me uh when you first met me because we were talking about building a, a pack and yeah you know, I only had Sailor at that point. And, you know, I was asking what tools need to be in a pack. And you said the most important thing about your pack is predictability. Mm -hmm. And so Azur is not presenting that. And, no. and I don't know if it's just on the days um, when Jake is there exercising the crap out of him and using him to dog test dogs that he finally settles down. But and it could be that's a that's a fair point because sometimes you just have to get a dog exercised and then he settles down and then you can see you know who he really is. But, but you used to say to me like, if Red skipped a walk, it wouldn't have changed his behavior. Yes, that's true. That's Same true with for, Sash. That was true for Vivian. That was true. That's generally true for Ariel now that she's a little older. And that was true for Red. Is it didn't matter. And that's the other thing. And that's probably the hardest thing to find in a dog who still has drive and wants to work is that you can switch him off and keep him switched off and he's not going to get anxious because he didn't get you know to meet another dog that day or didn't get to meet a new person or didn't get didn't get his walk which is weird coming from me because i'm we walk our dogs religiously every day um but i but i like a dog that is so predictable yep so yeah it's a it's an interest interesting search um and i i'm in some instances i'm very impatient in this instance, I'm willing to be extremely patient because I want that I want that excellent connection again. And like I said, I know I know what I'm looking for, but um, it's it's tough to do some of these appointments and know that yeah, red is not here for me to for me to read off of in, in yeah. some of these cases or for me to say you know what red can do this better than I can and bring him out of the truck and get him 
get him in the mix. Yeah. I so. definitely understand that. I, I Especially in the beginning, if I was confused or uncertain at all about a dog, which used to be a lot more frequent, I pull a sailor out and I knew exactly what I was looking at then right. based on, you know, how he acted. Yeah. I couldn't imagine not having one of them. On yeah, an it's it, it, it's tough because we get so used to it, and even though we're we're getting better with with each day, each each week, each client we work with, but then to you know to think, okay, that tool that I relied on so heavily is gone. Now what do I do? Yeah, you know, it's not it's not like a a, a cell phone or or a calculator where yeah you could you could you know communicate with people you can figure out right. that you can do the long division and figure out the numbers. It's wow, one of my forms of communication is no longer there. Yeah. And that's, and then that's, the, a, that's a tough one. And then there's sort of the more relatable, everybody goes through this a- aspect of the loss of a dog. I was talking to our friend John yesterday, mm-hmm. and we, we mentioned something about he, he's looking for a dog, and he has never had one of his own. Okay. And I was like, why do other people even get up in the morning? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like don't they have to feed something? <laughs> Isn't something jumping on them like it's time? Yeah, time for a walk. I'm or like, something. I do not know why I would get up <laughs> if these two knuckleheads weren't like the sun's awake, <laughs> right? Um, so, so I think that your whole day changes. Your pattern of motivation changes when you don't have your dog, and you have you have Ariel and Bagel right now. But like you were saying, that like you look forward to Red Smile. Yeah. Right. I just really want that for you again. Oh, is thank you. That dog that's like, ah, three times a day I'm reminded how awesome my dog is. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, ha- I'm happy to be part of the process with you and love going to the SPCA. I really hope I get to s- be there for the moment where you're like, this is it. Yeah. And just because it was that spark with me and red that instant connection doesn't mean it will be with this next one mm-hmm. but i but at least i know what it looks like or what to look for in order to 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 eventually get the dog that that is right for me is that something that you can define or is it just the only way to say it is connection and that's all it's a feeling I, it's a I, pattern of the universe I've been asked that question a number of times over over the years, and that's the best answer I can give. Is it? It's kind of like that love it love at first sight. Is you you feel that spark, see that person from across the room, or you know see that um, uh, see that grin or, or those those eyes, and you just feel it. Yeah, it's not something you you think about. It just it's there. It wasn't there a second ago, and it's there now. And 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 you and you go with that and kind of kind of let yourself be be open to huh wonder what you know what inst- what my instincts or what nature is is gonna is gonna do with this with this spark or this connection that I that I felt is that something that can be felt later because for me sailor was that lightning strike like I have to have this this is the next phase of my life. And and I would say yes, because that's how it was with Morgan. With Morgan, when I, and I, yeah, I got a Sasha video. Yeah, Sasha for me was a slower burn. Right. Mm-hmm. With, with Morgan, I, I have a video of it somewhere, but because um, uh, Carlos was filming me when I met Morgan at the Prince William oh. shelter. And so, um, you know, it was one of my first times on, I was on camera, so I was super nervous and I was like, like, 
petting Morgan in a in a weird way. It seemed to me, and and trying to be on camera and trying to talk to to the uh, the then manager Beata about Morgan. Um, but for me, the bigger the bigger trick with that was Morgan looked so much like my first shepherd Annie. He was just like thirty percent bigger, but he had the same. Pretty much the same face, the mm-hmm. same markings. He even had the the high, the roach back, whatever, whatever it's called. And so, I was very conscious. I didn't want to fall into the trap of I love this dog because it looks like the last dog that I yeah. loved. So lots of people fall. So into I that. purposefully kind of you know maybe put up some put up some walls. That's got to be a bachelor drinking word too, right? Yep. Put up some walls. Okay, barriers. Um, <laughs> so that I wouldn't fall into that trap. So I kind of I kind of forced that that relationship with Morgan to be a slow burn to make sure that yeah, he I I liked him because of who he was, mm-hmm. not because of what who what he, he reminded me of. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it can occur in in a few different ways, but I didn't I didn't know that about about Morgan when I first saw him. I was like, okay, he looks a lot like Annie and he's a really cool dog and he's really calm. And then I just kind of let it build from there. But again, I wasn't steering it. I wasn't thinking about it. I just let him live with me yep. until I was like, okay, I, I, I know this is, this is my, my next dog. Some of, I, I feel like that's the way it has to be with a German Shepherd anyway, because they don't show you who they are when they meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time they don't. I remember because you brought Sasha, you brought me to Sasha mm-hmm. and the only reason I brought her home was because one, I trust her judgment, and two, she followed my pack from ten feet back because mm-hmm. she was that timid. Yeah. But when I moved and they followed me, she followed. I was like, okay, let's see. Yeah. And I feel like the lightning strike was much later when I used her on an appointment and I was saying what I needed to happen, and, and as I was it. saying it, she did it, <laughs> and I was like, there it is. Yeah. I can't live without it. Yeah, that is the coolest thing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that again for our pack. Yeah. Um, you know, and with, with with Vivian, it was very different. Oh, yeah. It was, we're going to bring this this dog in and we're going to give her a home. I wasn't necessarily looking for a third dog at that point. Um, but, you know, she was healthy enough to, to take on appointments and I brought her with. And, you know, she wasn't, it took a while for us to be able to trust her off leash. Um, you know, and how many beagles can you do that with? Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I was finally able to trust her off leash and took her on a couple of appointments. I was like, this, this works. This just makes sense. And so it was, you know, very slow and just, but, but very practical for very practical reasons. Cause I didn't, I didn't feel, uh, an emotional connection with her. Right. It was just, she's a great tool. She's easy to have around. And we all love her. Like, yeah. that's not what we mean. It's just like, like you said, that connection that you have with your dog, Yeah, you know, that codependency. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a, a very appropriate word. And, and while Partnership, I love, partnership, you could say, yeah. And while I love, love Bagel the Beagle and which is always fun to say, and I love Ariel, neither of those I consider to be my dog. Yeah. So I, yes, that, and that, and that's part of it. But I think, I think knowing that or feeling that makes it easy for me to uh, and this gets a little metaphysical and weird it makes it easy for me to know when that frequency is happening and yeah I'm, and i'm attuned to it i'm like okay i know exactly what that what that is so so we'll see okay and so we you know i think i think there's also been a couple of a couple of appointments that i've been on in the past couple of years that you haven't where i've seen a lot of a lot of cattle dogs that 
you would look at and you're like, okay, that is a cattle dog, but that's not, that doesn't at all look like red. That I, you no, know. no, that a lot of them are, same with German shepherds. Yeah. Some people are breeding them to be real pointy. Yes. Is that what you mean? The, well, the sharp kind of odd. Yeah, yeah, just just very different features, but but for me mainly it's the it's the eyes. And so uh-huh. when and you know we've got fifty thousand calendars in my house because I'm ridiculous, <laughs> and, they're, and they're all dog calendars. Um, so I look at a calendar. First thing I look at is the dog's eyes. I'm like, nope, that couldn't be my dog. That couldn't be my dog. And I've seen a lot of a lot of healers. Um, well, healer technically is, is a cross between a cattle dog and an Australian shepherd, but so that's different. But I've seen a lot of cattle dogs. Um, on client appointments, I'm like, that's a cool dog, but that's not my dog. Cause that's not the, that's not the look that I, that I need to see. Right. You know, I want, I want that connection in the, in the eyes and you know, the, the, the big eyes that, that red had and that, and that constant, that constant smile. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Um, but I've, so I've done enough, a number of appointments where I've worked with cattle dogs. Like, yeah, this is a cool dog, but not my dog. You know, don't feel the connection. Yeah. Don't don't see what I'm looking for in this dog. And then the other thing, which I'm super particular about, so this part I am forcing, I think, is got to have a tail. Because I read so much information, but I also teach... Character growth. <laughs> I also teach so much information to our clients about reading a dog's tail. Good luck and, with that with your pug. Yeah, I know. And, and, <laughs> and Sailor and Red, you know, conveyed so much information through that tail. And without that, Oh, I, I don't know if I want to do that. That's, that's, that's harder for me. Okay. So I would, I would like that tool to be a little bit easier from the standpoint of like the tail. And that kind of makes it difficult to consider the, and I never get them right. The Pembroke versus the cardigan corgis. Yes. One has a tail and one doesn't. I think you can read a corgi without a tail. This is what I said to you when we looked at a cattle dog without a tail. And I hope you're going to make the same noise that you did. I said, yes, but if you got a dog without a tail, you'd learn to read it. And then the, when we do appointments with dogs with no tails, you uh, will know more. And then I said, character growth. <laughs> you went, <"Arr." laughs> Yeah, I, it, is, it is an excellent point. I will not argue with you on that. But. But. <laughs> I am, I am choosing to make my life a little bit easier by... Ugh. asterisk only considering dogs with a tail okay That's plus fine. i like the tail i like to be able to see from across the room if i look at him does that tail pop up a little or does it not i mean it's still it's still communication but i with a corgi the whole butt moves oh, <laughs> yeah I, I would i would definitely consider a corgi because we we did like squirty that little guy I've liked that we a lot of corgis yeah yeah there, there's so many good corgis out there mm-hmm. so um, anyway, so we will be back. Yeah, should with, we go see Nifty? Yeah, we will go see this dog that we're pre-naming Nifty. Um, and uh, we will give give you all an update on that. And we will also give you a pup date pup. on Bagel the Beagle. So thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you sharing this. And, and again, I wanted to, wanted to thank thank all of you very much for for your support because I know that uh, that through this podcast and, and you know, through the website and, and what Good Dog Workshop is that all of you – know red and and uh, and have have enjoyed him and and to a certain extent probably loved him as well so um you know thank thank you for for your support in this and and for um, being a part of uh, of what we do here thank you everybody
So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. I have put us on Spotify. Oh, cool. Uh, it is very convenient to listen to our podcast on Spotify as well as iHeartRadio. But you can find us on the old platforms, Apple Podcast and Buzzsprout. Uh, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel and my Instagram, Marina, for Good Dog Workshop. This has been Brian and Marina. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Take care.